What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. There we go. Let's try that. All right. So now we're recording. What's up, Joe? How are you doing? Hey, man. It's an honor to be back, man. You know, <laughs> can, you, uh, can, you, can you hear me okay? I hear you loud and clear. I know you don't have too many guests uh, back on again, man. So, you know, first of well, all, I, you know, I, I kind of have to now because I, I wanted to start like my ultimate goal. I remember was I wanted to get to 100 and then I got to 25 really fast and I just stopped like for that. I don't know why, but uh, and then I started realizing I was like, I don't really know who else like you can only go over the same topics and the, with the same people. And like some people are good and some people, maybe the interviews weren't as uh, uh, entertaining or maybe they were nervous and it just didn't work out as well. But uh, no, I'm definitely going to have to go back to people multiple times. So you're, but you are one of the best. Cause I was actually going to tell you the clip from our first episode. I think it's uh, just like a solar sales training or something. And it was probably, the, it's the number one viewed clip on the YouTube channel. So it's definitely the one that uh, people like the most. I know. So I was like, oh man, I have to have this guy back again. We got to try to get some more so I can get some more views, you know? Um, Let's do it. Get some views, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. So um, how have you been? How, how have things been going over the holidays? And I know you're in California. So how's everything going with uh, everything that's going on? Oh, actually, it was terrible. You know, I had a whole Bahamas trip planned for Christmas and New Year's. It was going to be like awesome. And then I had COVID. Oh, my God. I pretty much lost December and, you know, half of January. Um, It was, you know, really crazy. You know, like it's drained you. Like for me, every I think it affects everybody differently. You know, but for me, it drained me like you know, I just barely kind of got it when I did a uh, podcast with Michael O'Donnell and mm-hmm. I barely got through that. And then after that, I was done for the rest of the month. Um, yeah, but after that, um, you know, made it through the holidays and the beginning of the year. Um, and then we went to the Bahamas uh, last week, got that out of the way. And now it's like a, for me, February, it was like the beginning of my year now, you know. Yeah, man. Well, you got to get, um, it's, it's crazy how fast time flies, you know, like I had all these goals I set in January I'm actually doing okay with some of them, but then I was like, Oh my gosh, starting mid February. I was like, where the heck time, uh, time goes by way, way too fast. So you, you had, you had the Rona, man. How, uh, was it as bad as you thought? You know, I wasn't really thinking, you know, anything, you know, um, it just the way it affected me was crazy. I never had something affect me like that. It, would, it was making like my mind, my mind foggy. Like I wouldn't, you know, be able to think right. I'll be out of it, you know, not feeling well. Um, kind of like a zombie, I would say, uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, but then it's like you get back and you get back into the swing of things. So, but it definitely affects you. My wife had it. Um, but my uh, son, who is six years old, he's the one that pretty much started it. He was sick for one night, bro. Like he was literally sick for one night. And after that, I've been doing, he's six years old. He's doing cartwheels all around the house. Oh, yeah. We were like sick for weeks. They're like, Oh, you live with a god of sick. And you're just well, that's, that's the yeah. argument for all the people that say uh, school should be open. You know, it's like kids barely even get it. It's like, 
what's the big deal? Um, but obviously it's who they, who they carry that to, but I'm actually kind of jealous of you, man. I've been hoping that I, uh, get it not to, that sounds stupid, but well, the vaccine's here now. So yeah, yeah you know, and like, I, like I, and the other thing too, is like my, my throat was starting to feel weird this morning. I was like, Oh no, maybe I'm getting sick. And the second I say that, I know my wife is like, Oh, well, maybe she'll get tested. I'm like, I don't want to get tested. I don't want to get, I've already got tested like twice. And I, both times was just a cold or something. And, uh, that's uh yeah, I just, I wish I had it just so I can just be done with it, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm glad it didn't slow you down too much. You're, you're back at it. Uh, do you have any big goals for 2021? Um, I'm having fun with, uh, the, the, the live stream that I'm doing. Uh, that's, I just want to have fun, keep doing that. Um, but then I want to get, you know, back into, uh, training, uh, a really big deal on like getting, uh, newer sales reps trained up. Uh, that's been, I'm trying to get into more of that, doing that. Um, and then just increasing, uh, my output always, and just trying to think of good ways of getting lead generating organic and just, you know, just growing, getting better. Yeah, man, for sure. I, um, it's funny because that actually touches on one of the, the questions that I wanted to touch on with you, but, um, with new sales reps, especially, I think they're the ones that I've had people that sh- w- watch my interviews and they're like, Oh yeah, uh, my, the company I'm with doesn't really provide any training. So I've been using your videos and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> like I, am I like, Oh, that's great. Like I appreciate that you found value in the videos, but, uh, if you're using my YouTube videos for like your, training then you need to probably find a different company um well don't under, don't, don't underestimate yourself man well no, no, I, no, I mean some that, good stuff out the there time, i think when you're moving into sales and when you're moving into a new industry i think it's important to work closely and learn from people that are currently doing it you know get personalized training yeah exactly and that's why <laughs> like youtube videos are awesome it's probably one of the best educational sources you can find um but at the same time i don't i i think it's should be uh, an, like an ancillary product, the secondary one. You know, your primary training still needs to be from the people that you're working with every single day. And um, but that's yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. So going off of that, what what type of training do you think is for someone who's new to the industry that they're looking and they're looking to get into the sales side? Obviously, what what kind of training do you think is most important for them? And what should they look for in a company when it when it comes to providing that training? Yeah, no, there's two things I look at when I'm looking at a, a new person. It's not even what I look at, it's what they're asking for, right? And what they're asking for is what they need. So the two things is how to get leads, right? Um, and the second is how to make quality appointments. If you can teach a new rep, um, you know, how to get organic leads themselves and to be able to how to make a quality appointment, you really are halfway there. You know, you're really accomplishing half the battle because you can always get a mentor or a closer or somebody to help you at that point. But at least you're making money. And that's what everybody wants when they're starting any kind of new career is to make money. Um, so that's what I would say is like really focus on how to get train, how to get leads organically, not spending money. Anybody can spend money. You don't know what you're going to get when you spend that money, uh, but be able to do it organically um, and then also be able to spend money. Obviously, that's going to be a balance you want to figure out, um, but then also how to make a quality appointment and then really take a training from there, how to do a proper presentation, how to do a proper close, how to use building rapport, how to close, you know, the same day, you know, all these things are added, but to make money quick, that's the two things you can focus on and make money right off the bat, you know? 
Yeah, of course. Um, and real quick, I just want to say this. my, my two year old is out in the living room, uh, wrecking havoc. So for any reason, if you start to hear him, I apologize for that, but, um, with no, open that. the door. No, 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 gosh. So open the door. No, okay. no, no. no. Do oh, but we, listen, I, listen. I, I, do you no, want to go viral? If that want to go viral, <laughs> we would have an hour long podcast of him coming in and showing his toy recycle trucks. He has like 15 recycling trucks, toys, and he would come in and probably show, show you every single one. And then that would probably become my most popular podcast episode. Exactly. Like Kid Ryan videos, is a millionaire now from just showing toys. recycle truck videos that are like millions of views because the kids love it, I guess. I, I never really thought about it. But, um, yeah, it's – I mean, that's obviously one of the best things. That's your next venture right there. Just get in a white room with your son and just go ahead and open up new toys. It's going to go you know, viral. There's, um, <laughs> there's a video. Let's give a shout-out. I'm trying to remember the name, though. Oh, I don't remember the name, but it was like uh, it's it's a kid's name and it's somebody's playground. Hudson, I think. Ryan, it's Ryan. Hudson's playground, maybe. And it's just this dad and kid that basically live on a farm, and they just like take tractors and run over stuff, and like literally, they have hundreds of. They have one video that was published a month ago that had like twenty three million views, and they I, I looked it up, and it was like thirty eight thousand um, dollars in revenue from that one video, and I was like, man, we're you know, business is uh, solar business is great, but we're never going to make those videos to get tens of thousands of views when it's solar specific. But that's okay because it's a different purpose. But it's uh, it's crazy to think that there are people that are really like making good money just by having fun and filming it with their kids. Kids are addicted to YouTube. That's literally the bottom line. And it's like well, all, it used all to be technology. They're addicted to YouTube. Yeah, but YouTube, uh, like uh, specifically YouTube too, right? Like. It's like people used to, parents used to put their kids in front of a TV, you know, or watch some TV. <laughs> now it's just, here's the iPad and what the kids are going on iPads are usually, I see a lot of kids are watching YouTube because they can kind of pick what they want, which is not normal stuff they're watching. Just like weird things like kids opening up gifts and um, watching kids play games and all kinds of different crazy stuff out there, you know? Yeah, no, I get, I, you know, it's funny how there really is like, one of the things I found out that I like is watching people react to things. Like there's like, like my favorite comedian, Norm Macdonald. Um, and I like watching people like react to Norm Macdonald for the first time. They have that on YouTube or like people that don't listen to country music that listen to country music for the first time. YouTube is just a funny, funny thing. There's ways to grow an audience and things that you never thought was possible. And I know that's what uh, like Gary V is always talking about. Um, back to uh, the, when we're talking about new sales pros, new solar people, new training, and you're talking about leads and appointments. And I, I think that's super important, not because I'm a marketing guy, um, but because I think if you have good leads and you can build rapport and set quality appointments, it just makes the sales process so much easier. Um, as I think the biggest mistake that people make is they go onto those discovery calls or when they're setting the appointment and they kind of like act like a robot and just get through the list. And, this goes back to one of the things that I know we talked about last time, which is building rapport. Uh, have you been doing in person still? Have you done more virtual? And what have you, uh, what tips do you have, new solar pros, about building rapport? Uh, yeah, so actually, I've um, almost went 100% virtual now since the last time we talked. Um, you know, so this is something where, um, you know, going pretty much every appointment is virtual. Um, the Tips for what was the, the question? So for new solar pros, building rapport. Because I think uh, yeah. many people, when they have like their list of qualifying questions, they kind of go it's through, okay. they go through it robotically, right? And they don't necessarily like, because what I do is I've, I, because 
full transparency, uh, Joe has asked me to try to get me to do his, uh, his podcast where we do objections. And I said, Oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm a marketing guy. I'm not a sales guy. Like I could do it and it would be okay, but it doesn't really, doesn't do me any good. Um, but what I have found is when you get people on the phone and you're booking those appointments and just building that rapport and talking to them and you can like ease them through the conversation. Like there's this one guy who, uh, I closed a couple of weeks ago and I, I swear we spent, 50 minutes of our discovery call talking about the Super Bowl. And like the last 10 minutes, we're like, oh yeah, well, these are the qualifications. And then it was like the easiest one ever. So my question for you is new sales rep, you have to give them guidance. They're they're overthinking it or they're being too robotic with their approach. What tips do you have for them to be more fluid and better at building rapport? Well, first, I think it's okay to be a robotic in, robotic in the beginning. Um, I think as long as you pass it off to somebody else who's going to build a rapport. I think you're, it's not, you know, um, the worst case scenario because I think it's a good starting point just to know what you're going to say and know what your next line is. And it's okay to be robotic. I think um, homeowners don't really hate that too much, uh, but it has to go to somebody eventually to make that appointment who's going to be more, you know, building rapport and getting the power bill. Um, but to answer your question, to, you know, really make a, a solid appointment, I think it's really important to make sure they um, trust that you're from an organization that they can trust. <laughs> you know, I think that's, you know, really important that a lot of people don't think about um, because you can make an appointment. Like if you don't make a quality appointment, they're probably not going to show up to the appointment and forget about even who you are. Right. Um, so just the ways of doing it is not always like, oh, you know, we have uh, something in common. It's really just, I think to me, the beginning is really just trying to get that trust up um, where they can know who you, who your company is. So being able to explain, um, you know, where you're coming from, I think is going to be a big part of it in um, building a part. But, you know, have fun, you know, like to me, I'm just really excited about what I have and excited about the opportunity the homeowner has. And it's not just another uh, contracting job that they're going to do. And this, you know, this is something that people didn't have that was even available. You can make this much money right now and the government's going to help you too. So that enthusiasm is really going to be contagious because if you're not excited about what's going on, why would the homeowner is going to be excited? So just having that right enthusiasm and believing in it, right? Like you're not just some telemarketer. You have a passion for this business and you're excited about it um, without giving you know too many deals because you don't want to sell the solar um, on the phone. You want to sell the appointment. But at the same time, the homeowner can still see your enthusiasm, especially if you have to overcome any objections. Yeah, I, I think it's... Um... I think it takes practice, but the, one of the biggest things I would say for someone would be just uh, don't take yourself too seriously. Like you're trying to help them. Don't stress out about the specific details. Don't, don't worry about making sure that you ask every single question, have fun, get to know them, help them and be energetic and enthusiastic. Like you mentioned. Um, they're right though. It's like a hundred percent. You want to be the, like, you're their advisors. Like they, well, you're, yeah. Like I, I tell people straight up, I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. I mean, we'll look at the numbers and if it doesn't make sense for you, like I won't even try to, like, there's no reason I would even, I, I won't even pursue it. I just want to see if uh, you're in a position where you might be able to save money. And then at that point we can kind of just walk through the numbers and show you what it looks like. Um, and that's kind of, I know it's kind of similar, not similar, but um, it aligns with your brand, which is compare all solar, which is talking about like preparing, comparing pricing and making sure that the homeowner feels like they are getting um, an honest opinion, but also the best product for their situation. Um, is, is, would you say that's accurate? <laughs> 
Exactly. And what I say is that I am that one able to help you compare and make sure you're getting a great deal. Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, we've had the experience, we've worked with companies, you know, the pricing out there, you know, what kind of deal you have. Um, and you know, what kind of panels are out there. So as long as you listen to the homeowner, and you based on what you have, and the context you have, the experience you have, what the best deal for them is, Right. You can really make sure you can feel good that you're, you're comparing the right options for the homeowner. And, you know, like, for example, if a homeowner does not have enough roof space. Right. And one company that you like to use, it has up to a 330 watt panel. That's not going to be the best thing for the homeowner. Right. Like maybe go to a, another uh, program company that has, you know, a panel that's 420. And that's going to be able to give them the power they need, you know, and not take up all the roof space. So it's just just listening to the homeowner, knowing that you don't have, you're not, you know, stuck with one place to, to sell that you can really adjust and figure out what makes the most sense for them. Yeah, and obviously, once again, placing yourself as their advocate, their friend, um, and someone they can trust. You don't want to take advantage of them. Um, that actually is an interesting thing because when we talk about like comparing all solar and um, a lot of the times when me or someone on my team usually is communicating with somebody, a lot of times we have different install partners or different companies in different areas. And so they ask us like, oh, well, what company are you with? And we say, oh, well, we have partnerships with various different companies. And when they say hear that, they're like, oh, so you're just a salesperson. So that's not really an objection because we're not into the sales talk yet. But tell me, how would you, uh, if someone were, was to respond to, or give, blah, blah, blah. if someone was, obviously I'm out of practice, man, I'm all rusty. If someone was to respond to you with something like that, which is like, oh, so you're just a middleman or you, you work with all, you're just a salesperson. Um, how, how do you justify and how do you present your value to them? Yeah, so I'm their advisor. So like at the end of the day, you're going to be comparing options, right, Mr. Homeowner? Well, that's my job is to make sure that you're doing your best to compare all the solar options out there. What I've noticed is that homeowners don't like working with middlemen, right? They don't work like working with that extra layer. They want to work directly uh, with that company. So my advice would be, you know, if you know which company or platform or, you know, you're using, I would start leading with that, knowing that that's going to be the problem we're going to go with, unless it's completely random. And then obviously you want to just keep doing it. But I've learned and I've worked for me is really, you know, if you're knowing that you're probably going to go with a certain platform, like focus on that platform, because then this transition is way smoother when you bring them up and you don't feel like there's an extra layer in between the homeowner and the installer. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, my bad. Um, so, yeah, it's something that it really, I don't think it ever really hinders a deal. It just kind of gets their guard up a little bit earlier than we would like for anything. Um, and one of the things that I, we always say is like, yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're transparent about it because we want to get you the best deal for your home. And so there's different companies and sometimes they have different promotions or we're, we're, they're really going to be able to deliver what you're looking for. And therefore, having working with someone that actually has these relationships is 
a better way to do things because if you go to the option A and option A is the the worst option and you, but you're going straight to them, you don't even you don't have any wiggle room. You don't have anything to compare. So I, I really don't think I think if anything, it's a an easy objection that comes up early that you're able to turn into um, kind of a, a pitching point or a, a value that you're able to present to them because once again you're relaying it back to because of that I'm going to be able to get you the absolute best value. Um, one thing That's just I, I my experience, to... you know, from my experience, it was like when I, I, I when I use Comparo Solar, or maybe it's just because of what going on with my situation, but I would get, you know, way, way higher closure percentage using the, the platform that I probably was going to use for the homeowner. You can always switch it. You're not stuck with that, yeah. you know, and that's okay. But for me, it just or, personally, it just went Or you can use your, your brand name and then bridge the topic when it gets to the point farther down the line. Meaning yes. where you say, great, so like the, the company that we're actually going to be using for this installation, like when you actually get to the point where you're at, you're sitting at the table with them or you're talking to them and you know about their situation and because you know about their situation, you're able to say, look, this is the company that's going to be best for you. And then at that point, it really, they're not, it's really not going to matter to them that you're a sales rep that works with different companies. Um, yeah. The key is to, to try not to do that like on the first phone call when they ask, because that is something that uh, does come up quite often is when, especially when, you, when you're reaching out to online leads, they say, Hey, what company are you with? Um, because we're not always using the company name in the community pages. And therefore it's important to know how to kind of breach that subject. Yeah. No, hundred um, percent. One thing I want to say before we kind of leave the, like um, if I was a sales rep and I was new to the industry, um, another recommendation that I have is kind of generic, but you read in a lot of marketing books, which is like create your avatar. And what I mean by that is, especially when you're new and you're not great at closing somebody, you want to kind of find the people like that you do connect with and they do close because then you don't have to fake that connection. Um, if you find those people that you're going to connect with really, really easily, it's going to make your sales process super smooth. So there's some people that come to me and they say, Hey, like we're doing online leads, but you know, I really, I close really, really well with, for, with women, but I don't close well with men. I'm like, okay, we'll target women then. So figure out what your avatar is and kind of just focus on that when you're starting out. Because if you have a closing rate, that's, 10, 15% higher with a specific group of people, that's going to make a big difference. And then you can always get, as you get better, you're going to be more comfortable at kind of taking on those clients that are maybe less than ideal. I think that's good for closers, right? Because that's where they're going to want to be able to people, I can close, right? But not everybody going to sell, especially in the beginning, are not focusing on close. They're focused on making money. Um, so I'm actually the opposite of that. I'm actually saying no avatar. I'm saying like, you know, don't even worry about it. Every single person, you know, that's 18 and over is your avatar because every single person, you know, knows somebody who's a homeowner somewhere and they'll know somebody in, in the rest of their life who will know somebody who needs a seller sometime. So that's a yes from every single person, you know, in your contact list. So my advice would be to get an army, you know, don't have an avatar, get an army of people who, who is your ambassadors who are your supporters so that just one day they'll be able to support you and give you that and then be able to use that group as your avatar and really try to do contests with them, treat them good gold because they're your army. They're your, that's your, your people. Um, and then from that, you'll get organic leads where you'll get somebody who will say, you know what? I'm a homeowner. You know what? My aunt is this or this and that. And then you can do the thousand dollar referral as the cherry on top. You know, that's why I like, to, I don't like to, you know, start with a thousand dollars. I'll use that as my, you know, Hey, on top of being an awesome person and helping me, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars, you know? So that's my thing. It's more about spread, you know, try to not 
focus. But as a closure, yes. I guess we're we're, we're kind of, because we are talking about two different processes and also I'm coming from the online marketing side, which is people that are spending money. And then even if they get an appointment with somebody, the appointment doesn't go well because it's someone who they disagree with or they don't align with, like they don't get along with and they find out because they're just not necessarily that um, warm in the process. But yes, I am talking about closers, especially like what you're, what we're talking about with appointment setting and appointment setters that are new to the industry and just trying to get appointments and talk to people and kind of get that experience. Yeah. Every, anyone and everyone, because like yeah. <laughs> someone, even if someone isn't uh, a potential deal, they know someone who might be. And that person that's not a potential deal, eventually they probably will be um, because that's kind of the idea is building your network and kind of, like you said, creating that army is, is super, super important. Um, with the the sales thing, the sales side of solar, I think the biggest thing when going into a meeting is preparation. And I think uh, a lot of people, uh, I'd probably say the majority of people probably don't prepare enough when it comes to um, preparing for that, that conversation and eventually hopefully pitching and closing. Can you tell us a little bit about what is your um, preparation process like if you have an appointment later today? Okay, so if I have an appointment later, I'm already way prepared ahead of time. Um, I have a plan. Like, I have a whole, what I'm trying to do. This is not just me freestyling it because I've done that before and it doesn't really work out too well. Um, So for me, I really want to ask a lot of investigative qualifying questions. I want to have an exact uh, system set up and they know exactly why I'm setting it up for them. Um, and also giving a reason to, to sign today, right? Cause that's probably one of the biggest battles is, is, you know, you can get them excited by seller, but why should I do it today? So I have a, a, a plan, you know, from the beginning where it's like, I look at it as like a, a poker game. I'm a big poker player. I love poker. And I was talking like, you can have the best hand, and you just go, hey, here you go. I'm all in. And they can be like, oh, this guy has the best hand. Like, you have to, like, you know, play the game a little bit, right? And you have to figure out ways to uh, help the homeowner. That's not always right in front of them. So you have to figure out a plan where you know what the homeowner is going to say and do, and you're ready for that, right? As opposed to like, oh, not today? I'm so surprised. And I had no idea you were going to say not today. I thought you were going to be a late now on the side for no, be prepared that they're going to say not today. So having that ready and then being ready for that. So it's not such a, a hard uh, t- place to be because once somebody says not today, and if you're not prepared for that, you're done. Like there's nothing, you're going to sound like a sales guy. You're going to sound like not today. Wait, hold on. Let me just, let's talk about this, sir. You know, like it's just not going to go good. But if you're prepared for it, that's where it could be a whole different scenario. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so cool about your group is uh, basically what everyone's doing as a community is preparing for all the different objections that people encounter and looking at an appointment on your schedule and looking at their details and trying to kind of walk through it in your mind, like what kind of objections might they come at me with or what is it? Because I mean, not today is one that almost anybody can, can throw at you. And once again, it's not a real objection. It's usually just a smoke screen because they're uncomfortable making decisions. Um, what other uh, objections do you kind of plan for on almost any single sales pitch? You know, um, knowing your equipment, like knowing the answers to what kind of panel, you know, knowing what you're talking about, um, knowing your relationship with the utility, uh, net metering, how it works, 
You know, a lot of times uh, people just are, you know, skeptical. So once they understand how it all works and it's normal, um, being able to explain the tax credits, it's important um, in a way that's not lying, you know, giving them the wrong information, but still exciting. And, um, you know, some people just don't know if they're getting taxes and to really, you know, make sure you give them the right information. So just, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. The, the usual um, suspects and the tax credit is a big one because a lot of times um, in advertising and in sales, people kind of mislead, not even necessarily intentionally. There's a lot of just people out there at solar, solar reps that don't necessarily understand it as well. They just say, hey, yeah, you get $10,000 cash back. Just talk to your tax guy after you install. <laughs> and uh, that's not uh, the way to do it because obviously the way I like to say is it's kind of like it's not number one. It's not. It's not rebate. You're not. They're not going to hand you cash. I, I call it like an IRS gift card. So if you owe enough money to the IRS, you can use your your solar gift card. And if you don't use all of it, it does carry over year after year. But obviously, that's going to affect your payments, especially if you're doing financing. Um, and uh, but yeah, I think having a game plan for all the usual suspects, and then also looking at individuals and looking at their information as far as their house and trying to get a profile, what they, who they are and maybe expecting what kind of uh, objections they might come at you with. Cause a lot of times if you get a call on your booking appointment within one minute, I can tell if someone's super analytical or I can tell if someone's uh, super easy or they're like, I, I, you can kind of get a feel for what kind of person they are. And then based on your experience, you're going to be able to start to notice trends and the types of objections that they're going to come at you with. Um, because there's one leggers is a big one too. Like oh, being prepared, being prepared for them to have be like not with a spouse. I mean, like lately, it's been like kind of annoying how you know they oh yeah they both be there and yeah this and then they're like no sorry Susie couldn't be here and then you're stuck there with a person on a Zoom by yourself and you're looking at them. so being prepared for that to happen is a big one too I would say it's, it's, um, it's gotten so bad I don't even get excited when someone closes and this other spouse wasn't there. Um, I mean, I guess I get a little excited, but it's, it gets to a point where a huge number of those end up falling through. And it's not, um, it's just not something, I think there was a post about this. And I think I remember Donnie um, had a comment that was talking about like, it doesn't even waste time with one leggers um, just because it both spout, both decision makers aren't there. Um, and even if you do close, there's a highly likely chance that when they tell their spouse, the spouse isn't going to be happy. And uh, if you can't, work through that or have a plan for that it's, it's going to be, be super rough um, it's a big debate like if you just went to your group right now and posted should we do, should i do one leggers it'll be like 100 comments within a day like this so, so let's ask you this what would you do if you got a one layer i listen to the homeowner like i just listen to them but that's what they want like listen to them like just make it work you know like figure out a plan yeah. you know i have my plan i can share like but figure out a plan where you listen to them and still get what you want that's what sales is at the end of the day like listen to the homeowner and get what you want and if you can do that you know with a one legger why not like if it makes them happy that they get a pitch and you pitch them and you give them you know what they want okay but maybe at the end of the day, they don't even want to be pitched and they just want um, a, 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 a proposal. They want the numbers, right? They don't, even, yeah. they don't even want to talk to you. They just want the numbers. So, like, you know, figure out a way to send them something that they get to look at and then make an appointment. Well, if I do this for you, sir, if I send you the numbers, will you promise that me and your wife and us will be able to meet in a Zoom? Yes, we'll definitely do that. Just send me in. 
you know, because then you at least have some kind of commitment that you have a person and they still like you, right? So I'm not saying that's the, the best way. That's just something that, you know, I use a little bit just to get them still not all the information, still not, you know, selling them anything, but getting them what they want, but still getting what you want, you know? Yeah. I, I wish we, we need to have like a company that has some serious volume and start to keep track of like um, one layers appointments, the appointments that happen, the percentage that close and the percentage that fall through and like start to actually look at like the metrics. Cause uh, oh, they've done it. And that's why they don't, people, companies don't like doing one layers. I know, but I mean, but at the same time, it's uh, what the difference is because I'm sure it's still, I mean, obviously, if the deal closes and it, it goes all like it, there's no problems, like it's it's still going to be profitable. It's just not ideal. Um, and then also, w- what happens when you like request or you push that the spouse has to be there, and then the sale just drops off? Like how many? You lose those, a rapport. Yeah, exactly. And how, how many of those would actually have been possible to close? Like you know what I mean? Like uh, one. It's just such an interesting thing because obviously we want to have that conversation like you said too is being learning about their situation providing value because we're not just looking at them as a sale once again we're looking at them to be part of our army right and that is is just an interesting thing but i can see why companies uh can not like those i think specifically for projection reasons <laughs> uh, trying to project uh, the sales numbers from uh 10 one-legged one-legged appointments is going to be all over the map yeah, it's going to be based on the person, really, right? Like, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, different, you know. Um, uh, it, it just it depends on the person. If I was able to, to you know, do it, it just means somebody else is going to be able to do it, right? Like, so there's lots of different variables that could hinder it. But at the end of the day, I'm, I feel like I've experienced enough that I can kind of, you know, know that this is the right time to do it. Right. That's the problem is that if you do it all for one, like, all right, everybody takes one leggers, that's not going to be good. But if you do it in a way like this specific situation, if this happens, if you do this, then you can do it. Right. Like, so it's a little just more uh, involved, I would say. Yeah. It's just having a process or maybe making yeah. it a, a two, two call closing. But the idea is, is like, you give them a very rough estimate. You say, look, I want to show you the exact numbers, but your husband or your spouse has to be there for, has to be here for this. Um, when would be a good time for that? And then like, so you can go through all of it. You know, they're qualified. You know, that one leg is interested. You just say like, look, the, it's going to work for you. We just got to get, I just got to make sure that your second leg is involved in the decision. <laughs> um, uh, you can also, I mean, in a way, I don't know if you position as like doing the, the person a favor, like we don't want your, sometimes people say, Oh yeah, my, he'll, he'll probably be mad at me or something like that. It's like, Oh, well, we don't want him to be mad at you, but let's, let's see if we can schedule a time where we can help you to kind of explain how it works a little bit better. Um, but it's definitely interesting. And I remember I saw that thread and it was interesting that there was so many comments and so much engagement because it's something that everybody has an opinion on. Um, and there isn't really a clear answer. It really just kind of depends on you and your abilities for sure. Uh, what, how, what is your favorite objection to overcome? And I may have asked this last time, but I'm curious as far as is there, because I think for most sales professionals, when they get experienced and they get more comfortable, they, they get excited when they, they get certain objections or some people get excited when they get any objection. But what objection for you is kind of one of the most exciting for you to overcome? I, um, well, last time I said I can't afford solar, but I'm not going to repeat the same one. Uh, but it just reminds me of a, a conversation I had with a, uh, a lady yesterday. And it's one of the most fun things for me is when I take an irate customer, 
who is not really irate for any real reason, and you switch them to a, uh, an appointment, to me, that's, I love that. Like, that to me is great. Like, so, for example, um, I got a lead in. You know, obviously, she had her information. I wouldn't just get her information. But she was like, I was like, I was leaving a voicemail. Just, you know, hey, let you know that I got your information. Just reaching back to you. And she picks up the phone. Goes, I did not give you my information. I don't know why you called me. You're like the third person who called me. Take me up. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry about that. I, I, I apologize that that's what happened. But there's probably a reason why everybody's calling you. And I started going into, you know, solar. And do you know, understand this? And do you understand that? She was wrong on like three things, right? And so to me, it's not always just an objection that you're overcoming, but taking that attitude from you're another scammer to, you know, I, I like you now. And you know what? I'm willing to talk to you now. Yeah, send me some information. That's interesting. I didn't know that. To me, that's a good feeling, you know? Yeah, no, I think uh, that's something that is a lot of people, too many people hear that and they just end it right then and there. They don't, they don't push through. They don't try to understand. They don't connect um, because once again, it's kind of similar to not uh, doing any one layers where it's, if it's different or it's more difficult, they're, they're not really willing to, to put in the work because it's just less likely to be successful. And you know it's funny. You know, it's funny is that I, how I just the whole conversation was exactly like I did a role play on one of my uh, podcasts because I do a lot of like appointment setting uh, role play. And it was literally like an, a solar scam IRA customer. And I just did that one like a week ago. So I was literally taking words uh, from that and using it and it worked. And I was like, to me, it was like, wow, you know, this stuff really works. And when you really practice and you hear it over and over again, you know. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a way to because those you're going to get those, especially if you're doing um, old leads or you're working with like super short form leads, maybe from Facebook. Um, you're you're going to get that, and that's why I, I made a whole video that talks about like the just kind of some rules you can follow. But the main thing is it's the same as always. Just you have to emphasize emphasize with them. You have to agree with them. Uh, get on their side. Just keep them talking. And then you can kind of dig in deeper and get some more information. Because when you get more information, uh, typically that's when they're able to realize that most of their misconceptions are, if not all their misconceptions are just that, misconceptions. Um, and then once you've done that and you've enlightened them, um, that's going to be your, that's going to set you apart from the people that just call and try to book an appointment in the first five seconds. Um, I know you're a huge fan of role playing and that's why your podcast is kind of so awesome is because you and other sales professionals practice that and not only practice it, but showcase it off for other people to watch. Um, when we're talking again about newbies and people that are joining your team, um, and maybe they're brand new to sales or brand new to the solar industry, what situations do you think are the most important for them to role play? Um, like I said, in the beginning, it's really making a, a quality appointment, knowing what customers so qualify. you say that, are you talking about door knocking? Are you talking about calling on the phone? Uh, walk me through uh, what, what specific appointment setting process are you talking about? Well, it depends on what their skill set is. So I never want to point anybody to everybody has to door knock. Everybody has to call. Like if they want to call, they can door knock. But no matter what, you have to know how to make a quality appointment. Um, and that's what I think is the biggest way to make money right away. Um, and what that means is be able to get, you know, what you want from them, but also helping them. So 
like getting a power bill is like one of the most crucial things um, that's going to make, you know, a solar pro money and they first, very first starting out. Um, be able to make sure a, a homeowner is going to be at the house or be able to weed out the homeowners are just going to, you know, waste your time that you can't even help. Right. So stuff like that, I would think would be the, the best way to get started. Um, just not, it's not to me, closing is not the first thing you want to learn, <laughs> you know, like that's like, uh, probably the, one of the last things you want to learn. I think, uh, doing it's everything like, it's like, um, this is a random, uh, sports reference, but I was going to say, it's like learning how to run the bases before you know how to hit the ball. Like you're never going to get on the bases. So it doesn't, there's no point in practicing that until you learn how to hit, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that completely. Uh, what do you think about, do you ever recommend for people to role play with uh, others or maybe with their leadership team or their management about how to breach the subject of solar and what they do with their friends and their family, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier with building your army? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I never, I'm not trying to be, I'm not a guy who's like annoying. Hey, do you need solar? Hey, do you need solar? Like, I'm not, I'm not like that, but I'm about networking. I'm about building friends. I'm about getting to know people. I'll build people, you know, making money together. Right. Like, so I'm always about, you know, just trying to, like I said, build that army where you're just getting people uh, that may know somebody one day in the future <laughs> that can refer, you know, refer you their, their, uh, that person. So it's not, I just try to make it an easy, you know, lazy decision where you're not trying to, but it, then things happen organically from that and you're not being pushy or annoying where you're asking because it, it just doesn't work. You know, in my opinion, do you need solar? Hey, anybody needs solar? It just doesn't work. Right. But, you know, letting people know what you do in a, in a way where you're not, you know, being pushy, I think is a better approach, you know? Yeah. I think uh, it goes to top of mind marketing, which is just making sure that people know what you do and what type of people you help, but you don't have to be pushy sales and you especially aren't pushy sales. Uh, like the first time, like I, the funniest thing I think of is when, and I think I was guilty of this probably five years ago was when I look through my friends list and I reach out to someone who I haven't talked to in like five years. I'm like, Hey, would you have any interest in this? And that's never going to work. It's like, not only that is not only is it never going to work, but it's a negative because it's going to leave a negative impression of you with other people. And so having those conversations with people doesn't have to be uh, super, like it doesn't have to be salesy. It's more about just making sure that they understand what kind of people you're looking for. And then you don't want awkwardness either. Right. Like you don't want you don't want to have any awkwardness. Yeah. Right. You don't want to call somebody and be like, Hey, no, that's actually weird. You know, but if you can always make sure that they're always going to say yes, you can really have never have awkwardness. Like if every question is, you know, is going to be a yes. Why is there going to be, and they're going to ask you for a lot. Hey, you know, do you, is it okay if I, I call you in a couple of years? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's, there's nothing hard about it. So as long as there's no awkwardness, or you're not asking for too much or asking for something that they may say no to, then you can feel good about those conversations and then you can feel good about calling the next person. Cause you know, you know what I get, I did this myself and it's cool because you like talk to people you haven't talked to such a long time. And guess what? They're excited to talk to you. Right. It's, like, Hey, what's going on? Kyle? You know, it's like, just it's like, it's just like a funnel. You have to have it mapped out. You know, we were talking about earlier about how we prepare and we kind of know how the conversation might go. It's the exact same thing when you're talking to someone about that is just kind of, okay, when, when do I bring it up? When do I talk to the subject? What question do I ask? That's going to allow me to tell them about what I do. Or if they, if someone asks me this, how do I respond? And like, and then you put yourself in those networking situations and you have the same conversations kind of, um, 
in, in, I, I don't want to say like on repeat, but the conversations that you have are, they, they do follow a pattern and kind of preparing for those and then starting to understand how you respond and where you want to take that conversation. And then when you can do that almost on like on demand, that's how you're going to be able to really automate that process of building your army and you're not going to be salesy, but you're also going to have more referrals and you know what to do with. Um, it reminds me of, um, Oh, and I was, I was going to say is th- this is what we call the long game. It's too many people are always playing the short game where they like, yes. they want to go and they want to go and like knock on as many doors as possible. Like, like you said, there's nothing wrong with knocking doors. There's there's short game, there's long game. Uh, but it reminds me of Bern- Jonathan Bernasso because I remember when I talked to him on this podcast and he was, Beast had, mode. he had one of the biggest months ever. And I remember the biggest thing that I took away from talking to him was he really, he doesn't knock doors. He, he barely does anything online, I'm pretty sure. And all of his was just from networking and building these relationships and having these partnerships. And he did that um, so well that he had more leads and more appointments, pretty like basically more than he knew what to do with. And that's how he was able to uh, provide for his team and help build his team and help train his people to do the exact same thing. And it, it is a long, long process. But once you do that, um, it's like uh, the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah, no, he picked the perfect example in Jonathan Bernasso. The guy's the beast, and he's not just an overnight success. Yeah, he was with Power for the last year and a half, but he's been doing this for, you know, six years and just building it and building it. And, and now he's teaching it, right? Now he's teaching other people how to do it. And, and you always learn better when you have somebody who's doing it, right? <laughs> so now he's becoming able to teach other people how to do it, and it works. Just networking, you know, being nice, helping people. Um, and guess what? It comes back to you. Well, it's just like what we were talking about with uh, people that watch my, my YouTube or people that watch YouTube, which is great. But at the same time, I think it's important that people work with someone face to face or uh, whatever face to face is in this world nowadays, um, but works with someone directly who is helping them and someone that's kind of doing exactly what they want to do. And I think when even you- more than that, like you get that one person and then you have a, a more people like as much yeah. training as possible is really the key to success, you know? Yeah. And that's why uh, if someone tells me that their company doesn't provide any training, it's usually, it reminds me of... Um, uh, I'm from the fitness industry and it reminds me of uh, there's gyms that I worked at where it was really like they, they hire you and they're like, okay, well, this is how you get paid. Good, Good luck. luck. <laughs> and you know, like some people that are experienced are going to have success, but people that aren't are just like, Oh, okay. And they're gone within two weeks. Um, and that's not the type of uh, training that, you know, a lot of people really aren't the type of people that go to YouTube. A lot of people don't necessarily aren't good at training themselves. They, if they are lost, they just kind of sit there and are quiet to themselves. And uh, they, they really can benefit from a proper um, corporate or company structure that's going to provide them with that, that knowledge and that experience and that growth plan so that they can come and kind of go exactly where they want to, which is becoming successful in this industry. Um, let's see. I know you've practiced a lot of objections and I know you've done a lot of these, uh, podcasts and the interviews are role-playing with all these different solar professionals. And now I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, but what solar pro that you've role-played with that really impressed you the most? I have to say Michael O'Donnell. Um, I think that guy is just amazing. And it's not just like he's knows, you know, he knows what he's doing, but he's able to teach it in a way that it, it makes sense. And, you know, and be able to, um, you know, 
know exactly like i took i got so many gold nuggets from him like i love the one when he was like so with the one legger and he was like so yeah no problem you know why should I like be there but what is she like better does she like olive garden or uh, you know some other restaurant i was like she loves olive garden how'd you know now it became about olive garden and you know, so these little things are such big keys to making, you know, a quality appointment, a quality close. And he just does it with effortlessly. And, and like, I didn't even have a chance to even over, you know, give him objections because he's literally taking everything from me. So I couldn't even say anything. Right. So I was like, you feel stupid to uh, even give him an objection to, to handle it because it's like he's so well, so elegantly explaining everything that makes sense. So I think for him, for me, he's like, you know, a, a goat. Uh, Gigi Goffer, he is awesome. Um, John Tabernasso, obviously, uh, amazing. Um, there's so many, like these guys are, are beasts. I'm, I'm not even doing justice to so many uh, great solo pros are, you know, on that for sure. Yeah, no, there, there really is. And everyone has a different style too. Um, but I think the thing that you alluded to, or not, not even alluded to, you said it directly about Michael is that he has, he's controlling the conversation. And that's when we're, especially when we're talking about setting appointments, you have to be the one that's controlling the conversation, which means he's so good at that. Yeah. And if you, if you're not, that's what, what he does it. And like you said, he does it effortlessly is he's kind of walking you down the road and he's, he's in complete control. You're not able, he's basically addressing the objections before you even get them out. And therefore, by the time it gets to the point where he's the kind of moving, taking that next step, it, it's done effortlessly. Um, and not only effortlessly, but there's like no stress or no delay from um, the, the, the homeowner because they're just like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because you obviously you've gone through everything. Why would I not do this? Um, and I think that's super important is helping um people to role play because when you role play, you get practice. When you practice, you're, you're going to become automatic with those routine situations. And when you do that, you're able to kind of create a plan so that you can control the conversation because don't let me forget solar Lily, Lily Valdez. Uh, she was amazing on the show. Like she had so many great uh, comments on this. Uh, I, I want to make sure I give her a shout out too. Okay. So anyone who's not, yeah, get her on the show. Anyone, get anyone on who's the not show. one of those four, you're, uh, he just put, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I knew that was a loaded no, question. No, so I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't really want to ask it that way, but, uh, so many great ones. I'm so lucky to have them. I've got some great ones coming up still this year. Like Bill Murphy is getting on here. Awesome. Um, Earl, Earl Kapool is getting on. Um, we got, you know, so a few, you know, really cool, uh, solo pros getting on. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. We're, uh, we're very fortunate. It's such a cool, time because every, like you said, everything's virtual, but these conversations are super valuable. And I think if anything, it kind of gave people like myself and people like you a way to really dive into the online community world a little bit more because we don't have that options in the real world as much anymore. And when you do that, we're able to reach so many people. We're able to connect with solar pros that maybe we'll never meet in person. And then we're able to have kind of awesome conversations and uh, just, create awesome content so um what's an awesome group man it's actually the solo pros are an awesome group you know i learned actually from you you know watching your podcast it's like wow these guys are really smart people they really know what they're talking about they speak eloquently they know you know they have such good gold nuggets like these are people that should be on, you know, getting information out, talking to them. So I saw it to me. I know you were saying in the beginning that like you're having a you know, hard time getting a solar pros. I just think there's so many solar pros with so much gold nuggets, so much information. Kenny Parry, 
he was another one. He was great, man. He was really awesome to have on there. Um, if you, you know, if you, you know, everybody has strengths and benefits. If you look hard enough, you know, like even the, the, the newest, um, door knocker can give you a funny joke you can use, right? Like, so there's always different things and different things to look at and, and, and if you look hard enough, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely. Everyone has, um, I think one of the cool things is it's people in the solar industry kind of, they speak, I think you said eloquently. Um, but at the same time, they, they're real. It's, it's very interesting. They're, they're real people. And that that sounds strange when you put it that way, but it's, it's different than some sales jobs that are all, uh, high energy, but like close, 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 because we're really able to provide a service that, that helps people. There are some solar companies and pros that are close, 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 but the, the majority of us are really skilled at the craft of kind of carrying on conversations and walking them through the benefits and kind of overcoming those objections one by one by one, because we are in such a real great industry where we have the benefit of knowing that most of the time, almost 98% of the objections that come up aren't really issues that concern them. Once again, it's just a smoke screen. Um, and it's a little bit different in other industries where uh, you maybe you don't have uh, such a high qualification. It's not as easy to get super qualified leads at will pretty much. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very, sure. it's a very interesting industry. It's, it is a very unique group where everyone's real, they're down to earth, but they are driven. They're, they're eloquent and they're, they are smart. And it's, it's definitely something that's, um, such an incredible industry to be a part of. And obviously myself and people like you, um, we, we, we love, we love it so much that we even spend our time talking about it and trying to share some knowledge with <laughs> people. You know, every day hey man and that's that's something that i think kind of my goal with this podcast has always been just to just to talk man just talk about the industry give people ideas because there's a lot of people out there that uh once again they work at, maybe they work at a company that doesn't provide them with any training or any value and that's number one i that's that's makes me sad um but at the same time whatever we can do to help them um, and that's one of the reasons why anyone who's listening to this who's on facebook and is not a part of the solar objections group um definitely go and search that and join that right now because that has probably been one of the most valuable things and i think i have my favorite responses to almost all the objections and i have them saved away and i give to people that are on my team because i i want them to prepare to practice those um because obviously it's it's a, one of the most important skills um that that anyone can develop so check out solar objections my group solar growth hacks is uh it's been it's been a quiet few months over there and it got to a point where uh too many people were just posting nonsense and spam and i was like okay i'm turning off everyone's posting privileges and we're gonna get back to value but regardless join those solar pro groups on facebook get involved with them start to connect with people and you're gonna you're gonna get all the training that you need so Joe, yeah, and I, also, also like put yourself out there, guys. Like I'm, I'm nothing special, you know. I'm just going live and pushing myself out there. Uh, yes, I get those butterflies, and you get nervous, and you just do it, you know. Like yes, I, every meme I put out there is not going to be funny, and uh, I, every joke I put out there, or every you know post I put is not going to get. 
I'm not doing it to get that. I'm doing it because I literally care. I really, I really think it's funny. Or I really think it, this is something I want to share with people. Like the podcast I, I started didn't happen because I was like, oh, you know what? I want to do a podcast on this. Like it happened organically where somebody was like, hey, you know what? We should do a live role play. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And that Wednesday I did it. Right. Because I didn't think, you know, should I do it? Is it going to be perfect? No, the first one was horrible. But Ahmad Salawamba um, was amazing on it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, so I was like, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there. Things happen. It gets better and better and it gets easier and easier. Um, but if you don't, you won't you'll regret it. You know, and you'll be like, you know what? I should have done this years ago. So don't don't hesitate get out there have fun go live go put posts out there don't worry about the results just have fun doing it yeah and remember it's not all about um once again it's a long game it's not about the immediate uh gratification it's not about getting a sale tomorrow it's not about even getting facebook likes or comments it's about having fun being yourself and helping people to understand who you are and who you help and if you do that like even if like posting just unfunny solar beams every once in a while it's just something that people in your network are going to see and it, it, it's little tiny points that are going to add up over time um yeah i got some ba- i got some solar memes in my back pocket i'll be uh oh man i do too i was gonna tell you i got those, the same place i have those uh responses i'll say that i have a meme collection which is let's have a war let's have a me- oh no you war, know bro no i, I, know. I got some i, I got some man ammunition i don't i don't, don't want to embarrass you like that so we <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because then Andrew Weiser or Andrew Weiser just Atkins would come in and just have like the one they post one meme and it'd be funnier than anything I posted. So um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate the competition. So let's do it. I'm ready to have a solar meme more. Andrew Weiss or Kyle Thumb. I'm ready to go. We'll have to create like Meme Monday or something. And uh the best meme wins uh I don't know, a prize or something. But we'll we'll let's do it. You know, one of the things I want what you just talked about too is it it doesn't have to be like putting yourself out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be professional. And the biggest, I think anyone should go and take a look at like episode one of the Joe Rogan experience (laughs) that, and he, because he was talking about this the other day. I don't remember who the guest was, uh, but he talked about this on a recent podcast where he's like, yeah, look at it. It, He's all, it sucked. Like, like I can't, it's not, it didn't start out as like this big thing, but we, we just got in there. We, we had fun and we, because of that, something awesome really grew from it. And that's the thing that um, is cool about doing a podcast is you really don't know where it's, it's going to lead. You don't know what kind of people are going to engage with it, what's going to work and what's not. But the main thing is that you have to get out there and you have to try. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but if you're producing content for your audience and for people around you, it's going to only do good things um, because the people that are going to have that negative reaction, they're probably not the people that you, you really were looking to entice to join your network anyways. Um, because a lot of people that have that initial negative response to uh, you posting a, a solar meme or you posting something that's uh, industry specific or maybe slightly salesy, uh, those are the people that they, they're probably never going to join your army anyways. Um, but even still, you're, you're missing out on the people that would join your army if you're not posting and you're not at least trying to build those relationships through um, this very cool thing, which is called social media. Um, so Joe, man, I, I appreciate your time, dude. Like I said, last time you were, or your video, I think is probably the number, I believe it's the number one of anything that I posted. And so I'm, try to beat it. Well, is that, I hope so. Like, so I guess that, here, let's, let's give you, let's give you one last shot, shot because I'll turn this into a clip. 
uh, unless unless you flop, but I don't think you. No, I might flop. What is, you never know. What is what is the gold nugget that you can give someone right now that you think uh, any solar pro can use to to go out there and have a better month than they did last month? Um, I would say learn how to get a power bill. If you're become the best person at getting a power bill, you can literally increase your uh, net profit revenue, whatever you want, um, by a hundred percent. You can increase your money. <laughs> your money, your money that you want to make. If you just become the best person ever at getting power bills, and you think, oh, anybody can get a power bill. No, not anybody can get a power bill. I'm telling you, it's it's one of the most important um, crafts of your game is being able to get an electricity to build from a homeowner. If you can master that, I think you can master the rest of the process. Perfect. So give us your, uh, you walk us through your process for getting a bill. All right. So uh, we have the role play then. Oh, I don't want to role play though. Oh, I mean, I'll be the customer though, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah what is what is a typical response? Or I guess it doesn't matter. Just you just go and I'll, uh, I'll I'll just figure it out. I, no, I'll just do a quick. It won't, won't be it won't be too long. But it's just like um, so. Uh, hey, uh, Kyle, this is Joe. Um, uh, did I catch you at a bad time? Uh, no, this is fine. Uh, Joe, who? Joe, power. I know that you filled out a. Uh, we had a. Um, a whole, a customer, I mean, sorry, a person talked to you about qualifying for the energy savings program. I'm just here to make your, uh, to see if I can get that energy report to you. Um, I just want to ask you a few questions real quick to see if you qualify. Uh, do you have any questions for me before I start? Uh, so I'm sorry, what, what was this from? This is the, we actually um, already talked to our accountant, our uh, representative about qualifying for the energy savings program. They already went through those questions about uh, your home and your roof and your, um, I don't know if you remember, just yesterday. Oh, this is the, 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 the solar thing? Yes, for the energy saving report for the solar system, yes. Cool, yeah. Uh, the, well, I, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, for sure, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just want to ask you a few questions. Do you have any questions before I start? Uh, no, I just, I just wanted to see what, what the numbers might look like. Perfect. And that's what I want to show you. It's just really quick. I didn't get it in my notes here. How long have you actually owned your home, Kyle? Uh, we've owned our home for three years. Three years. Okay. Awesome. And how long are you planning on staying there? Uh, you know, we're really not sure. We're contemplating possibly moving out of state in a few years, but we're for sure going to be here for at least two or three more. Perfect. Yeah. We, we never know when we're exactly going to be moving out. If you did move in two or three years, would you be selling the house or renting it out? Uh, we'd probably be selling. Okay, awesome. So just wanted to make sure we have the right uh, program for you. So your home is, you've been there for three years. How old is your roof? Uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure, uh, but the the house was built 16 years ago, and I know the roof has been replaced once. So I would, I, if I had to guess, I would say maybe seven or eight years. Perfect. Okay, that gives me great information. And then just uh, asphalt shingles or is concrete shingles on the roof? Uh, asphalt. Asphalt, perfect. I know that you answered this question already. I just want to make sure from based on my Google Maps image, it looks like you have enough sun hitting your roof. Is there any other shade structures that I may not be able to see from Google Maps that's covering the sun from hitting your roof? Uh, no, I mean, we have a few trees, but they're, they're quite a ways away, so I don't think they, they make a difference. 
Awesome. All right. So far, everything looks great uh, to qualify for the energy savings program. Um, we do need to see how much electricity your home uses because, of course, not everybody qualifies. And you have to use enough electricity for for this to make sense. Um, do you actually have a power bill by you? Uh, no. Why, why Why do you need to know how much electricity we use? I have a real quick question. Do you know what exactly your uh, rates, your electricity rates are? No, no, I don't. I just pay whatever's on the bill. Okay, perfect. And then do you know exactly how much electricity you used in the last 12 months? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so I totally understand. A lot of homeowners don't know that information. What I like to do with the power bill is see exactly what your rate you're paying, how much electricity your home is using to make sure that your home can qualify for the energy savings program. Would you mind just grabbing that really quick or did you want me to uh, help you another way going online and getting that? Um, I, I can go and see if I can find one here. Uh, give Perfect. me just one moment. And there you go. Okay, so then the homeowner comes back, has the bill in their hand. Um, all right, I have the bill in my hand. Uh, what information do you need? All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Kyle, for getting that. That's just really quick. The best way to do it, because I do this every day, um, and the easiest way to do it is just take a picture of it of all four corners and then just text me a picture as soon as you can so we can both look over together. Okay, text you at this number? Yes, sir. Perfect. I'll do that now. And... <laughs> Close. There you go. So, that's where you want to make sure you get the power bill, but you don't ask for the first thing. You want it to be a smooth process. To or you need a reason why you don't just say, "Hey, I need your power bill." It's not going to work. But if you practice enough, where you can get a smooth uh, questions and to, to get that power bill, like that whole conversation was literally just to get the power bill. Yeah, you know no, what I'm I, I agree completely. And um, one of the challenges that we've had with our automations is trying. We've uh, tried to work on our process for getting the power bill from just using text messages for lead old leads. And uh, the biggest thing I can tell people is number one, you got to re-engage, re-engage their interest, get them react. You got to get them activated. So remind them, yeah, are you basically, are you interested in seeing if you can save some money? Everyone, most people are going to say, sure. And then once you've done that, you really want to uh, kind of try to find some pain to poke. And what I mean by that is, how much is your bill the, or how much electricity you use? What's your average bill and get them to talk about what was your highest bill last year? They say 300, 400 bucks. And then once again, asking them in ways where you're just leading them with a yes. Cause as soon as you get their bill and their pain, it's like, Oh, well um, I, I would love to kind of just run the numbers and walk you through those. Would that be something that you would like me to do now? Because I think you can definitely save some money and they say, yes. And you say, great. Well, now we can transition to talking about electricity usage. Um, and exactly. You know, and exactly right is that you don't want to um, talk about, you know, something that if it's, you know, you want to make sure that it's very smooth. And that's the biggest thing about it. And getting the power bill is probably one of the hardest things, you know, to make a quality appointment. And if you do it at the right time, and this is the biggest thing I want to say is that you want to ask them a question that they don't know the answer to. Because then that's when they need help. Like, oh, I don't know that. Let me help you with this. So it's like the solution to their problem, right? Like like the usage questions that you got me with. Because I, yes. I don't know how much electricity I use. Um, and it really compared, compared, I mean, it's really not, especially because you're eventually going to get the bill. It's not necessarily important that you get that information prior to them sending the picture. But when you kind of point out there that they're unsure that they don't know off the top of their head. It gives you a reason why you need the bill too. Exactly. Uh, Bingo. 
that's that's important, man. That's a gold nugget right there. That's going to be a clip and uh, hopefully uh, gets a good number of views on YouTube. As always, man, it, it's been a pleasure. You're you're a gem. I'm glad that you're you're feeling better and that you're kind of getting warmed up. And I uh, know that you're going to have an awesome 2021. As always, if anyone listening or watching this wanted to. Um, reach out to you. Number one, everyone, you should have already joined the Solar Objections group on Facebook, but if anyone wanted to reach out to you directly, what's the best way to contact you, Joe? First of all, I want to say everybody watches the show, uh, the podcast, Wednesdays live at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST. Uh, We try to make sure it's on time every Wednesday at 5 p.m. going live, so definitely check that out in the Solar Objections group, Uh, but it's also on YouTube and Twitter or Periscope, whatever it is, and Twitch. Those aren't as big. I'm still growing those communities. Uh, but from the Solar Objections group, you can get on there. I'm also um, doing a, a whole group of us are doing a big trainings for newer guys in the industry um, or solar pros who want to kind of uh, get a training. You can go to career.solar. That's a great place to get some great training if you want to, you know, in the, if you're new to the solar industry or you want to get to the next level in the solar career. Uh, so career.solar and then reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. Uh, I'm always uh, reaching out, reaching back. And if anybody out there haven't reached back to you, hit me up again. I might have forgotten. So hit me up and uh, we'll talk. Yeah, man. Same goes, same goes for me because there's probably at least a hundred people out there that have reached out to me that I haven't done a very good job of getting back to you. Um, don't be afraid to be annoying. It goes back yes. to once again, putting yourself out there, uh, go make sure that you get a response, put your message out there and, uh, get after it. So Joe, thank you again. Um, I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. And don't forget uh, our solar meme war. We got to get that. And on we'll, we're going to set up a solar meme war. And, uh, and you wise, I'm going to take you down, bro. Now I'm kind of nervous. I'm worried about what, <laughs> what, what, uh, how big, what inventory you might have. Cause, uh, hey, I got a few in my back pocket. Nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. And some people may not laugh, but at the end of the day, who cares? It's not fun. Well, see, we have to figure out a criteria. How do you win a meme war, right? And so it has to be a specific a situation too. It can't be just any meme, right? It has to be like some kind of. Is know, it setting. one meme, or can we post all the memes we want? It's just like volume. No, nah, we don't want to waste our memes. We want to save our meme. We'll have one oh, meme bro, I that got, we can I got do. more memes than I know what to do with. So <laughs> we, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. Once again, join the groups, and uh, we'll, yes, we'll have an update there about our uh, meme war. Um, and post, the, comment, share, live, get out to yeah, everybody. Like, have some comment, fun, especially share. the solar community. Add a, add a little outro, which I'll add on there that usually posts that message but still like comment share (laughs) engage support the content um people like me and joe our our communities are small but every single time someone reaches out to us and says they like a video it it means the world to us so thanks to everybody and uh, we look forward to uh, i look forward to talking to you next time so thanks joe thanks kyle keep doing your thing bro peace Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, So I I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on, maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.